This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. Can we start it like, are you recording? Yeah, I'm recording. Okay. Can we start it like um, just casual? Like, mm, this wine tastes really good. <laughs> Super casual. Let's talk. hello everyone and welcome to another bread and wine this is a candid conversation between a husband and a wife where we break some bread and we drink some wine cheers baby Uh, today nicole we've got a a very special episode of bread and wine we're going to be talking about intimacy in marriage and uh how to get more of it that sound? I already feel awkward. <laughs> I already feel awkward, yes. Well, to help us not feel awkward and to help us with this question, we've invited Nick and Amy McKinley on the show today. Nick and Amy are the founders of the Ultimate Intimacy app. This is the number one marriage and intimacy app for couples. And when they're not helping people improve their marriages, they love enjoying the beautiful outdoors in Utah. Welcome to Bread and Wine, Nick and Amy. Hey, thanks so much for having us. And uh, hopefully we don't make this more awkward. Hey, well, you know what? I think that's I think that's really the whole purpose of the conversation. It it shouldn't be awkward. It doesn't need to be awkward. Right. So. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how uh, we define. How do you guys define intimacy in marriage? Help us help us understand that. I'm going to answer. Do you want me to take that one? Take it on. I'll take that one. That's a great one for you. I think intimacy. Well, There's lots of things to talk about with intimacy, but if we just do a direct, what is it exactly? It's a loving relationship and vulnerable relationship between two people. So you can expand on that. To me, in marriage, if we're talking like marriage intimacy, relationship intimacy, um, you really can just break down the word intimacy into me, see. And it really is just that simple. When you allow somebody to really see into you, your soul and your spirit and really connect on a deeper level, that's intimacy. And there's so many different forms of it because you've got the spiritual intimacy, you've got emotional intimacy, you've got physical intimacy, you've got sexual intimacy. There's all sorts. And it's interesting because with, with intimacy, you have to find that balance of all those different pieces to have ultimate intimacy. Well, I think you hit it right on the head too with um, intimacy is uh, being vulnerable. I mean, really, that's that's the essence of it, Absolutely. right? Um, being being very vulnerable and and if if you can't let someone out on the table, yeah, right? if you can't be vulnerable and let someone into you and who you are and be accepting and, and same vice versa with them, you just can't have great intimacy. So yeah, that that makes and sense. Go ahead, baby. I, I like your, first of all, I love that. I love the play on the word, like into me see, because that is a good describer of what, how it feels. I think when you're, you are intimate with someone, it's like you're letting them in and they can really, really see you uh, for who you are. Um, but is it not one of those words that like Andy and I have hashed out like the word um, frugal before, like frugal. <laughs> You know, it kind of has this like connotation of, I mean, at least, at least to me, and I've heard other people say this too, i.e. Andy's brother has been like, yeah, that's just another name, another word for like cheap. It's just like another way to say cheap. So like when I hear intimacy, 
I would not describe my relationship with my brother as intimate because that sounds sexual to me. Um, Even though like the way that you're describing it and probably the proper definition, my relationship with my siblings are intimate. You know, they can see who I am. They do know the real me. But like, do you find that um, the word intimacy has like kind of... Like, do people a get sexual hurt? connotation? Yeah, to it? do people kind of feel like, oh, well, I think so. Because when you say we're going to be intimate, that means usually you're going to be in a sexual relationship. So, yeah. so yeah, so I guess because we talk about intimacy every day for that's what we do for us, it's not technically sexual because we yeah. have to dive into all those different parts of it. For but yeah, for an average person that thinks of intimacy, that's probably exactly yeah. what comes to their mind. You know, it could be emotional intimacy, um, right. Connecting closer through that or financial intimacy right. or, you know, anything yeah. that kind of brings it closer together. You're yeah. so right. And, and I understand that's that's where you guys focus a lot in your app. Yes, the, the, the first thing that comes to mind for me and for you is sexual intimacy, but you do cover a lot of gamuts within your content and your apps and some of the things yeah. that you talk to people about, um, you know, this idea of intimacy, maybe it piques interest uh, for marriages or couples as the relationship continues on. Why do you, why do you feel like intimacy might fade as you get into year 10 or year 18 like you guys? Uh, and, and why does that happen in relationships? That, that's such a great question. You know, I think it can fade at any time. You know, and some people it can happen really quickly. Other people, it's over time. I think any time there's <laughs> you know, distractions in your life, whether I know for a lot of people that we talk to, it's when they start having kids that instead of the spouse, you know, be being kind of the, the primary focus in the relationship, in the, in the relationship together, mm-hmm. the kids, you know, kind of become that it could be a job or a career. It could be so many different things where the focus is taken away from the spouse and focused on other things. And when that happens, obviously in many cases, the last thing on people's minds is, is the intimate part of the relationship. And, For sure. and the more you stop being intimate or having that connection, the easier it is to just kind of, you know, separate and, and find that disconnect. Isn't that funny? That's like, Hey, let's have kids together uh, because that's great. And that's what God's called us to do. And, and then it's also the thing that's making us wow. <laughs> yeah. have less fun. <laughs> you have kids yeah. to like further your marriage and like tighten the bond. And then they happen yeah. to be these like, like complete attention monsters. Yeah. I'm, I'm laughing because I completely agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get to our stage and then they hit teenage years and we're like, oh crap, like how many more years do we have left at this? Yeah, it's it like, like never ends. Like 11 at night, we're like, when are they getting home? We got to wait up for them. When, when's our time, right? Yeah. yeah. We never have our time anymore. Wait, you guys have teenagers? We do. We have four kids and our oldest is 17. Wow. Yeah. I need yeah. to understand what your skincare products are. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to him. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm totally kidding. Several people in the grocery store, true story, several people in the grocery store probably on two or three occasions have thought that Amy's my daughter. Oh my gosh. Well, there you go. You look, you don't look older. He's just starting to lose hair. So I think yeah. that's what it is. Maybe intimacy is this fountain of youth, I guess. We'll talk about that. <laughs> right. Well, so so let's talk about your story a little bit. When did you guys think that you needed to improve this intimacy in your relationship? What happened with regard to your story where you said, hey, this needs to be something we need to focus on? Who do you want? 
Which yeah, story do you want? I want you to choose because it's awkward if I choose. But it's even oh, more awkward if you choose. You, you, uh, I think that he's going to choose year 15, and I think that I'm going to choose month four. <laughs> 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 I'm going I'm to choose, like, I, the only reason I laugh about that and I say that is because it was, like, month four, it was, like, we had just got married, we we're newlyweds, and we he I'm a gift, my love language is gifts. And so when we were first dating and engaged, he was like, bring me flowers and little gifts and leave oh, me love like notes an and all Amazon these things. Deliveries. And then into marriage, few months, it's Valentine's Day, and I get nothing. Nothing. And I'm just like, okay, I could freak out and get all mad, which I kinda got I got hurt, but I didn't want to like get mad about it. But we just, that's when we just had to open up and be like, yeah. let's, let's talk about like why this is important to me. And that was our first really moment that I realized that he had a different background than me. We had grown up in different family situations. He had never seen affection and intimacy yeah. and that kind of stuff like in his family. Cause he came from a divorced family. And so I don't know, that was when our first intimate moment, really, we need to talk about everything instead of like not doing certain stuff and letting it bug us like and see how fast that can go downhill. So that's when I would say we really started to get better at talking and communicating, which, yeah, which is, is how you grow your intimacy. Which is, is totally the key is communicating about it. Because like Amy said, we both grew up in totally different backgrounds. And it's not that I didn't did or don't love her yeah. more than anything and want to make her happy. But growing up, I didn't see that in my family's life. And, you know, so I didn't know. I, I guess I really didn't know any difference. And so, you know, sitting down and have that discussion and saying, hey, this is really important to me and here's why and communicating and I think when we really opened up our communication both mm-hmm. inside the bedroom and outside the bedroom I mean things completely changed in our lives and now we now we can talk about anything so so I think like during having kids and I think we were just kind of like on a I don't know what's the word we were just rut kind of well just we we're having kids whatever careers everything in life had kind of just taken its course and I think about year 15 is when I realized that the kids kind of kind of had taken over and finances. We got into some really big financial struggles because 2008 hit and we were both in the financial world actually. And so, yeah, we, we kind of had an eye opener that year and we just really needed to start that emotional communication, emotional intimacy. We need to get back on track with that. And, and that's kind of our big turning point, I think in our marriage. Yeah. And, and we, cr- we created our Amy, Created. We can, we created the app uh, with the intent of more of like the physical intimacy aspect, but they go much. They go so much hand in hand. If the emotional aspect mm-hmm. isn't there, the physical aspect isn't going to be there. And so we recognize that. And so we really, you know, wanted to make sure we focus on all aspects because they have to be there to have that good physical intimacy as well. And I and I want to say that I think the reason I came like the whole app came in about is because. I wanted to know why I wasn't craving the sexual part intimacy as much as he was. And it was because of all the stress and financial issues and kids that the emotional intimacy and the communication with that had been cut out, which affected yeah. the other. So I thought that we created the app just to talk more about the sexual, but what it really came down to was just communicating better with the emotional intimacy. So We, we created it for... I wouldn't say the wrong reasons, but our intent was to create yeah. it for one reason, and we actually solved the problem in a lot of other areas <laughs> yeah. as well, which was pretty cool. Awesome. So, that's kind of our story. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that. So talk to us about some of the things that you did to 
bring that intimacy back where it was, okay, we're, we're recognizing that we're in a tough spot right here. What were some of the initial things you guys did to improve your relationship, your intimacy to get where you are today? Cause I, I love the smiles. I love how you're, you're having a good time with us and joking around. Obviously you guys feel, I, I also had a chance to be on your podcast. So I know how, how, right. how, how fun uh, we were having together. So obviously a lot of, a lot has changed over the years. So what are some of the small steps you guys took to improve? You want me to start out or you want to go answer that? Well, the, the number one step that I did was I bought him a bedroom game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that really opened up our communication because he actually shut it down. And he's like, wait, you're bored? He was super, super... I'm like, what? This isn't, this isn't good enough? <laughs> <laughs> he was a little bit... Uh, I don't know. What's the word? You were. Oh, yeah. A little. Well, like I said, I'll, I guess offended is a little bit. The, you were really offended. But then as I sat back, I'm like, all right, what man in the world is going to reject a wife bringing him a bedroom game? Like, <laughs> yeah. I go down and it was a super inappropriate. It was just try a couple new positions or whatever. And I finally talked him into it after a couple of days. And it was like, okay, that was amazing. And that's when our communication, like if you can talk about sexual intimacy with each other, you can pretty much talk about everything with each other because that's a really hard topic for a lot of couples. So just my advice in that situation is just bite the bullet, have the conversations, have the hard conversations, say, what do you wish we were doing? What what are we lacking? What do you need? Just, I don't know, yeah. just really being vulnerable and opening up to each other. It's going to just and make I, everything else easier. And I totally echo that. You know, there's probably a lot of people out there that are going to be listening to this that, you know, we're expecting a laundry list of all these things that you have to do, but it really just came down to one thing, which was communication. When we started communicating and talking about it, which was pretty difficult. I mean, it's no different. Like you probably experienced with finances, you know, sometimes these things cause arguments or contention a little bit, but if you can really sit down and talk about these things, Oh, it's just, I mean, it's really is life changing. It's like your, your budget, your monthly budget meeting. Like it's that important. We literally need to have a monthly in sexual intimacy, emotional intimacy, Im- intimacy meeting every single yeah, month, if not more than once a month. Like it's that important. And like you said, it's really, here's what I need and, and what do you need? And really being vulnerable and just sharing, being completely open and sharing about what your needs are in and out of the bedroom, uh, just with all aspects, mm-hmm. I guess, physically and emotionally. So, so I have a quick question. Um, so, how do you, okay, totally makes sense once you're in the groove of things um, to continue, like, like I'll give an example. Um, when we first got married, I, we never, we didn't have a budget meeting until, I don't know, maybe a few years later. And the first one was kind of weird. It was like, yeah. I don't know, it just, it felt awkward. Um I think we got into, like, we forced ourselves to do it because of a TV show we watched and we were like, you know, we kind of were like, all right, we want to get ourselves out of debt. So we did force ourselves to do, to have that initial awkward conversation. And of course you get desensitized, you know, and like now, you know, it's a lot easier. And to there's talk some sensitivities that around that too, because you're, yeah. you know. Finances yeah, sure. can feel very personal too. So for you guys, yeah. I'm hearing that it was like within the first four months of marriage, you guys had this conversation because um, you, Amy, were, you know, you kind of were like, well, I'm not getting what I thought I was going to be getting. And so you like forced you guys to have that conversation. So I would imagine that coming out of that conversation, which might have been a little bit uncomfortable, if you were to have a similar conversation like that today, you'd feel totally fine, right? Like you're desensitized to that uncomfort. 
What would you say, though, to a couple that's been married for 10 years and they've never had this intimacy conversation so it would feel super uncomfortable, super foreign? Like, do you recommend they... How do you? Th- how should they get? Yeah, how do you started? start that conversation? How yeah. do you rip the bandaid? That, that's a great question. I I think mm-hmm. there's maybe no easy way to do it. You just have to do it. But I I would say too is you know we always think of a conversation as as we're talking, but I would say in that conversation you know really dictate kind of the 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 rules and be more of a listening mode to your spouse. Listen to your spouse and what they're saying, and because because sometimes we often think we're listening, but we really don't. I mean, so for me, I would say it's a tough conversation to have, but just like anything else, the more you do it, the more comfortable you become and the more you're going to see how it really does change, change your marriage and, and so many impacts in your life. So, and if you're saying just, okay, how do we even start that conversation? I think it's just go to dinner, put yourself in a comfortable position or a place or, you know, situation. And remember that it's, how you approach it, yeah. how you Great use your point. words with your spouse, not, I wish you were doing this. I, I wish you were doing this. It's, it's, how do you feel about our marriage? How do you feel about our intimacy in our life? Is there anything I can be doing to make things better for you in or out of the bedroom? However, you, you know, whatever you feel like you're lacking, instead of throwing it on them and pointing fingers, it can really be a, let's talk about this. And the conversation is probably going to turn and be like, well, are you, do you feel like you're lacking in this, in some area? And I just, it's all about, I think the way you approach things and the way you speak to your spouse. Because if you come at your spouse with anything, like I can't believe you're you're doing this or you're missing this, or I don't like how you do this. They're always going to just put up a guard. That conversation is going to go nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel some of your uh, some of that eighty eighty marriage coming out in your in your response there Absolutely. with the radical generosity wow. where you're saying, "Hey, what can I do yeah. to better serve you? What can I do to be a better partner?" And then from there, maybe it comes back your way. It sounds like as That's well as right. what you're saying. <laughs> well, and I and I think like when you do just approach things in love and respect, I think that everything just always turns out better. I yeah, yeah. it just it really is just having that respect for your partner and and getting to a really safe place where you can share things and. Hopefully it's not an uncomfortable situation because if you're struggling with something, somebody if somebody truly loves you and cares about you, they want to know that what you're struggling with. And if, if it's your marriage, like you got to fix that. Sometimes it is just ripping the bandaid off. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just got to do it. Yeah. You know, what, one like, thing, I love what Amy said is the, the right approach. I mean, you can basically, um, ask the same question in the wrong way or, or you present it in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And so if it, like Amy said, if it's presented like, Hey, how do you feel about things? What are, what are ways uh, that you feel like things can get better? What are, what can I do for you? Or what are, you know, just. So, there's, always, there's always going to be that year in every marriage where you look at each other and you'll be like, are you kind of bored? I'm kind of bored. <laughs> what are you bored in? Can we spice things up? And maybe it's date night. Maybe it's the bedroom. Maybe there's lots of different ways that we can just get bored in marriage. And it's really important not to be okay with being bored. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be passionate and romantic and exciting. So make it that way. Make it, well, you know, make that your goal. And we've been married 20 years and you know, most people by 20 years, I think everything's decreasing in our marriage. For me, anyways, it feels like things are way more exciting. Uh, being intimate with my wife is ten oh. times more incredible than the day we got married. I mean, only it's just, because we've learned how to communicate. Yeah, for sure. And and so going back to that, like, really, if couples can just sit down and have those conversations and just be very naked and open, um, 
it, it really will change their relationships. And that doesn't it. make it doesn't make everything perfect. I mean, they're still For all sure. just the different things in life, but it's, you know, we still struggle with things and go through things, but it's like maintaining a car. Like you have to change the oil. You have to rotate the tires. You have to keep doing things so that that car can keep going. And if you don't do those things, it's going to break down and you're going to have to go get a new car. And so in marriage, you just, even when things are good, you just continuously have to be doing these things to you know, keep, sure. keep going. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, you brought up date night as, as a, as a way to spice things up. And Nicole and I have talked about this recently, like, you know, the typical going to dinner sort of thing is just boring. You know, like, so I know you guys have this on the app. What can you do to spice up date night? What can you do to make it a little bit more fun? So you're actually interested in going instead of just making it a chore. Like, okay, we did our date night. Like what, what do we do? Do we admit this? <laughs> I was talking about this earlier today. I just, I'm laughing because I'm like, Nick, we go to dinner like a movie every Friday night. We're so boring, but like sometimes but that's we what like we enjoy. Boring. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, but we're both. I can't. Hey, if you like it, that's one thing. I'm just saying, if you if you're going through the mundane thing over and over again, and one of the parties is like, you know, I don't like that. It's boring. boring. I, we, yeah. We've well, been doing I this for ten years. Like, how do you spice I it up? Him to take ballroom dancing lessons, and I don't think it's ever going to happen. I'm like, I played golf with you every single day our first two years of marriage. Come on, one day. There we go. <laughs> no, we do. We do have a lot of uh, resources. In fact, one of the articles we've written on the app that we wrote is how date night changed our marriage earlier in our marriage. When things really did get hectic, we stopped doing date nights and hardly ever did them. And not just hectic. We were dead broke and we had this mindset. We needed money to go out, which is absolutely not true. Exactly. So we have article that's, you know, how date night changed our marriage. And it really did. We decided that, you know, as our kids are, they are important, but our marriage has to come first. And so we said, okay, every Friday night, religiously, we're going to do date night. And sometimes it actually even turns into two nights a week, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> we're at a good but stage. It, it's cool because our kids really see that. Like, they're like, oh, it's date night tonight. You guys are going out. And they really see how important it is in our marriage. And that's one of the things that just spending that time together uh, and connecting every week on that level as well really, is, really helped our relationship as well. I love I it. I think it's mandatory to have date night in it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've got some people say, well, you know, it's easy if you have money, but if you don't have money, like Amy said, there's a million things you can go do for date night that doesn't cost any money. Okay, I mean, give, me, give go, me your top three or five, like a free, like good free ideas. I know, I know Andy and I have loved going for a run together. Like we've got, sure. you know, yeah. signed up for races and stuff, but the, I digress. You guys tell us. <laughs> I, I think people forget how intimate it is to hold hands and go on a walk, yeah. to go watch the sunset or the sunrise or like just outdoor stuff to go take a hike, go find a nice trail. Like that's, it's so romantic. It's getting you talking and it's physically connecting and it's good exercise, which is good for everyone. One of our best dates ever was just going and grabbing uh, Mexican food to go. And then we went and built a bonfire in the desert and just, that's cool. I mean, that know, sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just it really the key is just spending time together and being together and having those great conversations. We and I, used to, when we were first married, we were given so many board games and stuff, card games mm-hmm. for a wedding. I came from a, 
game playing family, but we're like, oh, games, like, I guess we'll play a game tonight. And then we started getting addicted because every night we'd like, what are we playing for? What are we playing for? <laughs> I want a back wow. massage. I know I what you want, you know? Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> I do go. want a back <laughs> massage. We'd be playing games all the time and we'd have bets on, okay, back rubs and... Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You, I challenge oh, that was you to chess. Oh, it sounds good. <laughs> like, well. you forget how fun card games can be when it, and then when there's some stakes involved. Betting for stuff. Yeah, it's was, really fun. I was wondering why she was winning like 99 percent of the time. <laughs> and some cards underneath the. No. Well, like, one night he offered to do an hour massage if I won, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a cheater, but I did cheat that night, and I, I was so bad about it. I had admitted it the next day but i did get my hour back yeah, oh now i know now i know nicole whatever happens here so I, i'm gonna be honest my favorite is naked movie nights there you, you go hop, you, hop in bed, you hop in bed naked you start the movie and you, you just start snuggling and you you see if you can even make it through the movie yeah, that's a it's, a, it's a great it's a great thing too because you know sometimes sometimes the women are you know are more i guess responsive or you need to you know, take the time. And so it's just a great way to just snuggle in bed. And I, that's probably my favorite thing to do is naked movie nights. So yeah. And, and if it's one of those out. movies with the, who's the actor that you wanted to watch the other day? Oh, Gordon Levitt. <laughs> if we have Gordon Levitt in the movie, maybe it'll, maybe, maybe naked movie night will happen quicker. Joseph. Joseph Gordon Levitt, right? Yeah. Like foreplay where you're like, do you want to no, pause the movie? you can't pause the movie. That was the golden night. <laughs> <laughs> Half the time, she's the one pausing the movie. Like, all right, let's just well, put a pause pretty, on this. Yeah. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing coast fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks 
per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. I love it. <laughs> One thing you mentioned about the date nights, both you and I, both uh, you and Nick had sort of different ideas of what your great date night was, and it sounds as if some of it's from these love languages. I mean, we talk Nicole and I talk about this all the time. Amy likes to be loved one way. Maybe Nick likes to be loved another. Nicole and I like to be loved one different ways too. Mm -hmm. How important is that when you guys are, I guess, giving advice or talking about that on the show about how how to love your spouse? Oh my goodness. Love language is everything. Like I wish I, every day I'm like, oh, I wish I came up with that. Cause it's so brilliant and it's yeah. so important. Like if I'm buying him stuff, he's like, why are you doing this? This means nothing to me. I don't need you to buy me. Just but if he shows up with like, this sounds ridiculous, but a fresh thing of raspberries, which is my favorite thing on earth. Like I'm like, that it's, was really thoughtful of night. you. <laughs> but like, I touch him or if I initiate sex or if I rub, touch, you know, give him a back rub, like any kind of physical touch, like he's like, oh my gosh, she's so in love with me. <laughs> and so just, it's so important to know what your spouse needs because it's speaking a different language. If you don't, they don't understand it, it's, you. It's so true. It's so true. And, and yeah, if you're, if you're trying to show your spouse love in a language that's different, they just aren't going to get it. Yeah. I mean, like Amy said, if she... Brought, bought me a gift, I'd be like, oh, thank you very much. But it wouldn't... It wouldn't mean, it mean nothing. Yeah. 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 It took me a while yeah. to, to learn that. And I, I think I continued to try to, you know, <laughs> tell Nicole how much I loved her, write her notes or whatever. I still and... don't know if this note really exists. I feel like you did this for That's someone else. That's the point, because you didn't, you didn't Andy says it. Andy says within the first five years of our marriage or something, uh, he, he like would frequently write notes and put them on my windshield. I literally don't remember receiving any. That was, that was a one time, but the frequent oh, note one. thing was uh, multiple times. And it's just like every time you'd zero. read them, you'd be like, oh, nice. Thanks. Well, what do I do? What do I do when I get a birthday card? I'm like, oh, cool. Yes. Yes, she does. Recycle. She reads the birthday card and it goes immediately in the recycling. I mean, I get oh, it. It's a nice thing. Different. Yeah. And I think, I think two people's love languages can change a little bit over time or depending on the oh, absolutely. aspect of their life that they're in. Um, yeah. Because, you know, with little kids, I mean, the last thing, maybe she likes to be touched before then kids are touching her all day. The last thing she wants to do is be touched. And yeah. so I think it's important for people to you know, sure. take that and, uh, you know, make sure that. We, we now need to have a monthly budget meeting, a monthly intimacy meeting, and a monthly has your love language changed? Reassessment, right? <laughs> Reassessment. Like a, That's good. An yeah. audit of. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with money too. Sometimes our values change or the things that we're interested oh, in yeah. change. So like, right. hey, we've been driving towards this goal. Do we even care about that goal anymore? Let's right. change. Yeah. Exactly. So, so Amy and Nick, there, there's somebody listening right now that has, you know, maybe grew up in a household where 
their parents didn't really talk about intimacy or they didn't really talk about how to feel loved or all their important things. And this seems really foreign to them. So for them to approach their spouse, it just feels like, wow, this is very difficult for me. What would you say to that person who's listening right now? Well, I could say I grew up in that, like our honeymoon night, I was like a blind guy reading Braille. I didn't, I mean, I didn't, was you know, not I was not taught anything. anything. And so I, I totally understand that. And so, you know, and I think too, it's just in the, for whatever reason, people have a hard time talking about intimacy. And I, I understand that. Like I said, I grew up and it was just never talked about. And now I can talk about it. No problem. But, um, I think, I think people need to recognize it's okay and it's healthy to talk about intimacy just like anything else. If you're kind of shying away or sweeping it under the rug, it's going to cause problems down the road. And so going back to communication, just really trying to be open about it and talk about it and become more comfortable with it. And, and, you know, intimacy is one of those things too, like the better, I guess the better you get at it, the more enjoyable it's going to be as well. So, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's supposed to be enjoyable. I mean, that's that's a way that couples bond and become closer together. So, and that is just so important um, when you're first married, married, or like whether you're months or years into your marriage, and you realize that you've come from different backgrounds. Like we talked when you were on our podcast, it is so important to really learn about your spouse's background and their past because he was raised so much more different. I had completely affectionate parents. He had completely non. And so we, that, I mean, that was a lot of the issue that we had that first year was just like, okay, you came from this. How do we balance this? What do you feel is right? What do you feel is right? And just making sure like whether it's financial or anything, it's just, where did you come from and and what do you want and what do you expect? And that kind of, you know. And if we wouldn't have talked about those things, who knows? I mean, our marriage might not have made it, you know, and a lot of times it's the little things that cause significant problems. Mm -hmm. And so you know, just again, reiterating how important it is just to communicate and, and it's hard to do, but once you do it, you're just like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. We can talk now, about anything. Have you talked to couples uh, that maybe, yes, they, they hear this and they know they have to do it, but uh, maybe, maybe a third party would help along the way. Have you guys talked to oh, other couples cool. about the importance of maybe a financial, or I'm sorry, not a financial. Uh, <laughs> it's obviously what I do all day. Uh, a therapist or a couples coach or something like that. And the importance of that. Nicole and I did that um, a couple years ago. We really had some difficulty speaking to each other about some important stuff that was going on, both my career and our finances. And it just was at that point where we had little kids and uh, we didn't have time to talk. And when we did, it was fire, you know, it was, it was explosive. And so we saw a couple's, uh, um, counselor. And that really helped us out a lot. Um, and in that case, I would say like, because we were like, we forced ourselves because we knew there was a problem. So knowing that there was a problem, um, we forced ourselves to take initiative to get help. So we got yeah, help, yes. but in, in the, in the presence of, you know, a, a, a therapist making you look each other in the eye uh, like we were like had to like touch knees um and you know speak our uh you know our truths to each other we never would have done that on our own like yeah. there's yeah. just no way we would have been like this is weird this is you know neither one of us would have like forced ourselves to do that but i would say that it's not like we do that now today i think that was we we started seeing her 5 years ago 4 years ago whatever yeah, something like that doesn't yeah. matter a few yeah. years ago um, COVID throws everything for a rail. I have yeah. no idea how long anything ago was. <laughs> but like that was the most awkward. And then, but then like now today, 
I can say when we do get into a fight, I will say like, it's, we don't exactly do that where we're like facing each other and like repeating what each other says. We're not doing it exactly like we did in the therapist room, but we're doing maybe half of what that is, which is way better than where we were before. Um, But in our case, I think it was like being forced to do it by a third party. Right. That was, that was what like was the, um, the thing that made that, you know, that made us start to desensitizing ourselves to that awkwardness. And then now when we get into an argument or something, like I know that it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but but I I feel like I've been there before. I know what it's going to feel like and it's okay. But I guess, yeah, like what would you, how, how, if have you, is there another way besides therapy? Are there other ways to, you know, I guess I'm going back to my question of before, but how do you, how do you get started if there's not one of you forcing it? (laughs) I, I think that people need to step back and think if I'm having issues in my marriage, don't be so scared of getting help. Yeah. Like, I think that we like put up this facade that we're like, oh, we have marriage problems. We have issues. Our marriage is failing. Just because if you, if you can't speak or communicate about something, it's not because you're failing. It's because you don't know how to do it. And so it's like we talked about on ours, like if you need financial help, I wasn't taught that I need to go get a professional or I need someone, a mechanic to fix my car. Cause I don't know how to fix my car. Like, we have no problem running to get help in those categories. We should have no problem running to get help to someone who is an expert to help you communicate. So, number one, like, it's not a big deal to go get help in that category. And like you said, it gets easier after you've done it to learn how to communicate and look at each other and be like, I'm having issues with this. Let's talk about this. Let's, let's look, you know, they can really teach you how to discuss and communicate. And we have a family member who is an amazing marriage therapist. I think... And so, I mean, we've learned a lot from her, but our biggest mistake in our entire 20 years is that when we were having some real struggles um, during that time with the kids and the financial and all the stress going on in our life, we never went and got professional help. And I'm like, that could have saved us so much heartache and (laughs) anger and resentment of some of the choices that were made and things that were said, if we just would have like put that down and like went and got some help. Like, absolutely. Would have made would have made, made a so many things difference. yeah a lot easier and I think people often feel like oh if I'm going to a therapist for help that means mm-hmm. we have problems we actually have a friend that's a therapist mm-hmm. and he said you'd be amazed but more than fifty percent of the people coming to us have good relationships yeah and they're just trying to make them better and so you know like Amy said if we if we want to get more knowledge and get better in other aspects we always seek out those professionals and so why would why would marriage be any different to me? It'd be more important to do that. So we absolutely recommend getting a marriage counselor and we have a list of amazing ones and it's really needed sometimes. Well, I'm I'm glad you figured out how to get where you are now because it seems like you're, you're in a really healthy place. So even though it could have saved you some time before, you got there on your own. So cheers. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys are doing it with great resources too. So tell us more about this app, where people can get it, and maybe how they can have these initial conversation starters or learn a little bit more about their love language. It's a great app, everybody. Tell, tell people where to get it. So you can download it um, on our, it's in the app, both the app stores. It's a free download. You can go to ultimateintimacy.com and learn all about it before you go download it. Um, what, yeah, and one of the things that's great is we've been talking about how hard it is to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. One of the great things about the app 
is it takes that away. Uh, the way we design some of the games and the conversation starters and everything is it's like, oh, the app's telling me to do this or the app's yeah. so we have to. So I didn't do it. Right. It makes something that maybe would be really hard otherwise to be like, ah, how do I ask this? You're just reading it and saying, oh, and, and then you're answering the question. And yeah. we, we found that in our relationship as well. But we've had a lot of people say, oh, if the phone's telling me to do it, it's really easy. And so we've tried to accomplish the same thing of making a very uncomfortable thing much easier to discuss and talk about. And so, um, the app was built to help with your emotional intimacy, your spiritual intimacy, your sexual intimacy, and your physical intimacy. And there's tons of date nights ideas. There's tons of conversations in every category you can think of. We have an intimacy bedroom game that has romance, foreplay, heavy foreplay. It's like a full sexual bedroom game, non-graphic. We it's if there's anything that you don't like in it, it's fully customizable, but it gets you to start having those conversations, trying some new things. We have 250 non-graphic little cute illustrated positions. People, that's one of our number one reason it's downloaded yeah. for real. Like people want ideas to spice things up. We were there after 10, 20, whatever, how many years you've been married. There's always something new to learn about each other. Well, and I think, too, what's what's great about it as well is it, it kind of focuses on um, serving your spouse mm-hmm. um, and and trying to fulfill your spouse in, in many ways as well instead of, a I guess, a selfish aspect. So, yes, so yeah. it's all about communication and you cannot have ultimate intimacy in your marriage unless you have that deep, vulnerable conversations. So yeah. we just built that to help in all those areas. Really, I well, love it. We played it the other day um, uh, by the campfire, and um, there were some. My favorite, because my favorite, lo- my love language is time spent, um, and so I love like talking and like having a glass of wine and like asking each other questions that like after ten years of marriage I don't know the answer to, and so it definitely did get us like talking about different things that. I, I'm like, I can't believe I don't know how you're going to answer this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and his favorite was definitely, he was like, he was checking out the, the physical challenges. I'll just call it physical, physical challenges. Challenge. Like double was that double dare? <laughs> <laughs> I think there was one that was like, you were like reading it and, and I'm probably going to butcher it now, but it was something like try to uh, just kiss that person's neck and, in you know, shoulders or something for five minutes without like doing anything else. And uh, is that ringing a bell? Am I, am I like sure, butchering yeah. it or, and, uh, and like, who was like, Ooh, yeah, we got to try these. And I'm like, let's, let's just, let's keep it. Tell me what the next question was. I want to talk. Let's talk. So it's, it's cute. It's funny. Cause we just barely did an app update and we did a truth or dare bedroom game. Uh-huh. And I was talking to Nick and I'm like, okay, you're going to pick all the dares and I'm probably going to pick all the truths. Right. Conversation. So I'm like, I wonder how many marriages is going to be like that. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So there's something for everyone. Oh, yeah. Um, I did have one. Go I ahead. know you're yep. like ready, but like yeah, I can't ahead. help it. I go have ahead. one last yeah. question. So, yeah, anything you want. <laughs> um, so what, like, what makes you, because you guys, I heard you were in the financial industry. So you're not, you're not therapists, right? Um, so tell me, and I'm not like challenging you. I just, for the listeners, like, tell us what, why we should, like, what do you have like that is like, well, this is why we are 
we have this app that really works? Is it like because you have a wonderful marriage that gives you the street cred or like what, what like has this worked for a bunch of people that you know? Great. That, that's a great question. A fantastic question. Um, so Amy and I took the things that uh, when we first built the app, we said, look, there's this has completely changed our marriage. So there's got to be other people out there that are experiencing the same thing. And yeah, maybe we don't have all the knowledge or the background like these therapists or what have you have. And so when we when we first built the app, we did get a bunch of therapists and say, okay, is what we're building in line? And we actually have a ton of therapists all over oh, no. that recommend our app to people they're working with. I mean, it's amazing. And so, um, you know, we have uh, over 300,000 downloads. The app store ratings 4.8. Um, people just absolutely awesome. love the app. And so I, I think from our standpoint, though, you're right. We aren't experts. We, we just took things that we found really helped our relationship and shared it with other people and, and uh, now continuously work with marriage experts to um, continue to build uh, additional features and things in the app. And um, I would say that we're only experts in our marriage of 20 yeah. years. The app was built with help of tons of marriage experts. We wanted to make sure that it had everything in line with what we wanted to share and how we could really help people in every area. And so even though we're not experts, technically education wise, we have used tons of experts to create it. And we just, it, it's changed our lives. We actually both had our own completely different professions and took this full time because we got so many emails of so many marriages being blessed. People are saying this has saved our marriage. We've learned how to communicate. Just everything has changed. And when we, you get hundreds of emails pouring in from people and just saying, thank you. God bless you for creating something that's helped us. That's just like so empowering. Like we have to, it's like our mission now. Like we just have to change everything that we've done and just help save as many marriages as we can. And not just save marriages. Like I believe I'm a true believer that when you get married, you don't just want a mediocre marriage. You want a passionate, exciting romance marriage. And I wasn't willing to settle for just a mediocre marriage. I'm like, I want to be those people that are 75 years old and we're like giddy to hold hands right. and to cuddle in bed. And I, I believe that you can actually get that. You just have to learn how to communicate and serve each other, like he said. And that that's kind of just our passion now. We just want everyone to to really have a thriving marriage, not just a marriage. And it doesn't make it doesn't make mean everything smooth and mm-hmm. easy. We still have tons of trials For and sure. struggles. But that being able to talk about those things allow us to be able to get through the trials and struggles as a team and being connected rather than, you know, pointing fingers or, or blaming each other or what have you. And so we we just feel like we're a lot better as a team and, and be, being able to keep that connection stronger when we are going through the things um, that life uh, throws at everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. Marriage is hard. Marriage it is. is hard. It's, it's very hard. <laughs> if you have a great marriage, it is still really hard. So, so mm-hmm. if... If we can help and create things to make it just a little bit easier, a little bit better, that's that's our goal. <laughs> that's awesome. And and going back to the like the the street cred kind of thing, honestly, the the reviews and just know seeing you guys having good marriages and knowing you get a lot of, you know, positive feedback from other couples, like to me that's the best kind of um For sure. that's that's the best review you can get. Like if I look at something on Amazon, I'm not looking to see if like 20 out of 
like 25 scientists recommend it, I'm looking at the, how many five-star reviews does this have? Because that's the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And, I, and we say this a lot too. Our app is for people that have a good marriage that want to make it better. Our app isn't for people that are just on the brink of divorce, although there's a lot of things in it that could probably mm-hmm. help and, and really benefit from it. But our app is for people that have a good relationship but want to make it a lot better. Awesome. Awesome. Which I think a lot of people... So before we go, tell us one more time where people can download it for free. Because that's our that's our favorite word in the show, free. And then you said you said more sex and more communication. <laughs> that's right. All good words. So tell people where to download the app for free. Wait, we can download free sex? If you go to ultimateintimacy.com, you will find links to the app stores, or you can go to the app stores and type in ultimate intimacy. And if you go to ultimateintimacy.com, our website, you can find our podcast. You can find our products. products. We just launched physical products. A lot of people wanted to give for wedding gifts, anniversary gifts. We now have card decks that we offer. Um, yeah, you can. We also have a. We also partner with a travel company and have up to like sixty percent off uh, romantic vacations and cruises and things like awesome. that. So you can find you can find our social media. You can find everything you need on our website. So. Excellent. Ultimateintimacy.com. Everybody, thank you very much for listening to this and uh, growing your intimacy with us and having a glass of wine at the same time. Nick and Amy, thank you so much for your Thanks, time today. Guys. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks thank for you having so us. so much for having us.